Thank you for tuning in to the Deepest Desires podcast, where we're being extra open and honest about our spiritual journey, the ups and downs, the wins and losses, and remembering we're all human. No pressure to feel perfect in this space because we're all just messy humans going through life. So let's dive in. All right. Hey, everyone. I have a special episode for you guys today. This will be our first ever guest on the podcast. And you may know her. You may follow her on Instagram if you follow me on Instagram. And it is the lovely Erin. So I will let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her. And then we will dive into our episode. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so nervous and I'm so excited. Um, well, like I was introduced, my name is Erin. I am a 22-year-old content creator and I'm based on Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. Um, usually my, my content is mainly just lifestyle, you know, university life. I am an international student, so I do focus a lot on that in my content and you know just another human being on this floating rock trying to make it through life <laughs> i'm so so excited for being here thank you so much for having me yes i am so excited to have you here and i'm sure we can all relate to that <laughs> it is just really trying to get through life on this crazy floating rock like you said so i know everyone else here can relate to that and I hope you guys are excited as well, since she is the first guest ever. It has been, uh, I think, like 30-something episodes without a guest, so it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, and I'm so excited to have Erin as the first guest. She is an amazing person. She inspires me when I look at her content every day, and honestly, if you don't follow her, you need to. I will let her ex um, tell you guys where her. you can find her on social media at the end of this, but I will also put it in the show notes below for everyone. Um, but other than that, we will dive into all the juicy good stuff and Ooh. you guys can get some good inspiration and motivation from her. So, so I sweet. want, <laughs> yeah, of course, I just want to dive in first with the daily stories i see like i said i told you guys i follow her on instagram and i see her daily sort her daily stories and how consistent she is she is constantly going 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 she has everything done she's getting shit done she's doing what she needs to do and honestly it can be a lot i know we can all get overwhelmed so i just want to know how do you balance it all and what keeps aaron going well, <laughs> I think definitely my life is not as put together in reality as it looks online. I think that's a very big disclaimer to make, right? Like, obviously, we all share. I, I try to share as much of the real stuff as I can. But obviously, we all try to share as much of the positive and good things um, rather than the stressful ones. Um, and I... I feel like it's not always about having a perfect balance. I think it's really about prioritizing whatever's most important in that moment or in that stage in your life. And that will mean taking priority or taking time and effort away from other, other things in life. Let's say you have five categories, like 
friends and family your alone time working out and for me it's also school and work and there's going to be times that instead of it being 20 20 20 percent everything it's more like okay lately my working out has been more like a 35 percent of my energy and efforts while my friends and family time has only been like five percent right so i think being okay with not having all of it balanced is kind of what helps me keeping everything balanced if that makes sense kind of like not forcing myself to be perfect in every area and rather like being strategic and being like, okay, this is what needs to focus right now. And this is what needs to focus. So, you know, I might be doing great in school and working out, but I have a pile of laundry that I still need to get to, right? <laughs> so definitely being kind to yourself and prioritizing whatever's most important in that moment is kind of like how I've been navigating it this past few months. And, you know, as for the what keeps me going, I, I think I am very capable of doing a lot of things. And I truly believe that we all have much more potential than what we think we have. So remembering every day that it's taken me so much time effort you know stress crying money just taking so much for me to where to be where I am right now and honoring that you know like I've been through so much so that I can be who I am right now so I want to honor all of that as well as understanding that whichever struggles I'm going through right now are the struggles that are going to take me to where I want to be in the future so I don't know if that kind of answers it <laughs> no yeah I fully agree I definitely think it is just a balancing act like you said because honestly it can be a lot and it's just a whole just question of what you want to get done that week what you can prioritize and put first so okay. I 100% feel that it is definitely something I've been learning for the past few months as well so I, you've heard it here from both of us, if you guys are struggling <laughs> to figure out how to balance it all or how to be consistent, you just really have to create a balancing act and figure out what can be done each day, each week, each month versus another. And some things do end up having to go on the back burner, but it's okay because it gets done nonetheless and we make progress nonetheless. Exactly. So I think progress mm -hmm. is more important than just the end goal you know yes a hundred percent showing up a little bit every day it's mm -hmm. always really important i agree no i fully agree with that sometimes you can't put your all and definitely the little bit of progress each day helps some days you have no progress in one area of your life and so much progress in another and then the next day it'll switch and that is just life it is definitely just life and how life ends up working out yeah. and going, but it's okay. Exactly. We love it and we get through it. We do, yeah. <laughs> okay, so as Erin mentioned, she is a college student. She is going to uni in Canada. So what is your biggest tip for college students navigating 
or about to navigate through college? I think, sorry, are you able to hear the background noise or? Okay, great. So I think that one of my biggest tips for college students is being organized. Like I'm not the most organized person in general in my life, but when it comes to school, I really am. I try to keep, you know, everything in my agenda. I have a notion. I have all of my due dates. I think it's very easy getting lost in your assignments and stressing when you don't know what's coming up next. And when you don't know kind of like if you have assignments A, B, and C due and maybe assignment C, it's like something you really need to focus on because it's a huge and really important for your grade. But assignment A is due tomorrow. It's knowing the timelines and prioritizing. I, I guess, yeah, like knowing how to prioritize and really structure your, your studying time. And, and if we, um, my brother's making coffee. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> You're okay. Um, so I think something that I used to not do, and I started doing this semester that has made the biggest difference is going to office hours. Go to your professor's office hours. I swear it helps so much, even if it's intimidating, but it really helps not only for you to actually understand something that you might not be understanding, but that puts you in your professor's kind of like eye. Now, especially if you go, like I go to a small university, but if you go to a, to a big university where it's big lecture halls and it's like 200 people per class, your professor doesn't know who you are. So if at the end of the semester and you've been struggling, you come like, hey, I'm struggling. They're like, who are you? Like, I didn't even know you existed, right? <laughs> um, so I think going to office hours really helps your professors getting to know you and that they know that you're making an effort and that you care about their class and they can be, I don't want to say like they're going to favor you or prioritize you, but they're definitely gonna be like, I know this person cares. I know this person is interested. I mean, it's not, it's not just someone who didn't come to class at all and just wants a passing grade, right? So I think those are really important and something that's been really keeping me, I guess, I don't know how to explain it. Um, well, I'm just going to say it. There's this phrase that I heard once that it's better sounding dumb than staying dumb, if that makes sense, like sounding ignorant than staying ignorant. So if you're scared of asking something in class or if you didn't understand something or you want to, you know, something happens uh, and you feel like, oh, everyone understands this except me and everyone's at the top of the game except me. I don't want to ask. I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to give this opinion because I don't want to sound dumb or ignorant. It's always better to sound like it than staying it. You know, give taking the opportunity to learn something and clearing your mind about something should never be taken for granted. And, you know, university is expensive. It's really expensive. So just think about it. Like even from like, think about it from like a finance, like a finance point of view. If you, if you're asking those questions, if you're not 
exploiting these resources that you have to its full potential it's almost like you're wasting that money you know that you're spending on university no matter how expensive or cheap it is like use it as a tool to really exploit it that really exploit it and juice it as much as possible i guess no i 100 percent agree that not just not asking questions because you are afraid of looking dumb is 100% um, a relatable thing for anyone, I think. Even if you're not in college, I know we've all probably felt it in high school, middle school. We probably don't all remember elementary school, but <laughs> it's definitely a common thing um, amongst humans. So 100%, like she said, don't feel dumb for asking. It is so important to make sure those questions get asked because it's better to know that information than not know at all and then not only are you frustrated but it's just not helping you with your grades and also like she said the financial aspect college is super expensive um especially in america if you live in america i know we all know that issue so don't at all feel bad and even if you don't want to ask specifically in class write it down write it down so you can remember and ask your professor after class before the next class anything you need to do to make yourself feel comfortable but still be able to get that information um will be the most helpful for sure yes so the next question um i know we talked about consistency a little bit but i wanted to touch on how to be consistent through self-discipline rather than motivation because self-discipline will get you further than motivation 100 percent. if you if you've listened to some of my other episodes i've touched on that that we don't have motivation all day every day it comes in waves it goes it disappears so it's really you can't rely on motivation as a thing to get you through life your goals or what you're trying to manifest um so yeah being consistent with self-discipline how has that been for you honestly i haven't always been the most disciplined person there was definitely not too long ago my life was a mess i was not consistent with anything um i yeah, it was it was bad. And uh, I heard this phrase that really, it really changed me, this phrase. It's from my favorite YouTuber. Her name's Haley Gamba, if anyone wants to check her out. She said that self-discipline is the best act of self-love you can give to yourself. Because like you say, motivation, maybe like the gas that you put in your car, but the car is not going to drive itself. So you actually need to put in the work and being disciplined is not fun, is not pretty, but it's one of those hard things you need to do in life to actually see results, I think. And the way I also like, before like I jump into how I manage it, I think it's also very important for me to mention that when you decide to be disciplined, it's like a promise you're giving to yourself right so if you if you tell yourself like oh i'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow or i'm gonna start meal prepping tomorrow i'm gonna start studying tomorrow i'm gonna start my youtube my podcast whatever tomorrow and you don't really do it your brain doesn't know the difference between you lying to yourself 
and someone else lying to you. So if someone keeps telling you like, hey, um, like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, or like your, your partner, like, hey, I'm going to buy you flowers and chocolates, and they never do it, you don't trust them. You don't trust what they're saying. You, you're like, oh, yeah, you're always just talking, but you never really go through it. So you lost trust in them. Your brain doesn't know the difference between an external person and yourself. So if you keep lying to yourself saying, I'm going to start working out, I'm going to start eating healthy, I'm going to start this new uh, project that I've been wanting to do, and you don't do it, you start losing trust in yourself. And you really start losing confidence. You don't really trust your worth. So I think those those two concepts, so like the, the phrase from my favorite YouTuber, and it's about trusting yourself. It's what has transformed the way that I see discipline because you need discipline in every aspect of your life. If you if you truly want to be happy, and I'm going to be honest, if you truly want to be happy, you need to be disciplined because if you're not disciplined with your finance, you're always going to be stressed about not having money and not being able to meet your like your deadlines for paying your bills. You're not going to be able to go out with your friends, right? And you're only going to be stressing about money. So being disciplined about like, hey, I have a budget. This is how much I can spend on fun stuff. I need to save the rest for my bills. I need to save the rest for the future. That's in the long run, it's going to make you happier because you're not going to be stressing about it. And then same goes with school. If you're not disciplined with like keeping up with your assignments and when you're studying, when it comes to time for a midterm or a final or a big project it's due, you're going to be stressed and worrying about not doing everything before as well as working out you know if you're not disciplined and you don't show every day even when you don't want to show up you're gonna be uncomfortable in your body and moving your body is not only about the way that it looks but it's how it makes you feel it makes you it truly makes you more confident you know you're pumping more blood which means there's more oxygen going to your brain so it truly transforms you so i think being disciplined and, and don't get me wrong i'm very like i don't have discipline in, in, i'm not like i don't have discipline in every single aspect of my life like do not do not get me wrong you know i'm not in like a high horse or anything i can be very undisciplined or like like discipline in a lot of areas of my life that i still need to perfect but because i have that discipline in a certain aspect and i don't have it in another i can really see the difference of what putting the work can do and what really um you know, it's just the best, act. it truly is the best act of self-love. It's truly going to be so beneficial. And it also comes down to delayed gratification, I feel. I feel like, especially with the way that social media works these days, we are used to getting instant stimulation all the time, right? So like, if something's not making you laugh, you're going to scroll. If something is not boosting, like uh, your, your happiness hormones, you're going to scroll right if you're gonna eat junk food every day because it's really like tickling your brain in a certain way that you're really enjoying it but it's all instant gratification you know you're not really delaying you're really allowing your brain to wait for something so you can really enjoy it later um so i think that staying on top of that and catching yourself avoiding that um delayed gratification when just looking for instant one, it's a big key factor to not only succeeding in the areas of your life, but like I say, to be happy. It's truly going to change your life and it's truly going to make you feel 
much more more better with yourself i think yeah <laughs> she dropped a lot of gems for us in that one i was like oh i want to touch on that i want to touch on that i want to touch on <laughs> and then i was like you know what i'm not even gonna remember them all like let me just <laughs> i was like i love oh. it so that was great could not have said it better myself i feel like she touched on everything that you could possibly want or need to hear in that um and i love the little like aspect about the car like you can put the gas in but you have to drive it yourself because you truly do um nothing is going to come to you if you're not doing the work yourself it is a hundred percent something you have to just you have to have that drive you have to even when you don't have it, you have to force yourself. There's no other way around it. You're not going to get what you want from other people doing things for you. It is just something that we end up having to deal with in life of you got to put in the work yourself. You truly cannot get to the places you want to put yourself in unless you are doing it for yourself. And, um, it's funny you said the instant gratification thing because that is our, also an episode I have planned out. <laughs> Literally have notes on it. So be on the lookout for that episode, guys. I will do um, a deep dive into that because that is a huge part of our culture. Um, yeah. We're all aware of it. And before Erin uh, and I started recording the actual episode, we were talking about how... Um, if you upload like TikToks or Reels or anything really on social media, things have to look aesthetically pleasing at first because we all see before we hear what the video is going to be about. Um, so people will scroll. Like she said, if it's not funny immediately, if it's not giving you any value in your life immediately, we we scroll and we're all guilty of it. Um, and it's not a bad thing. We just don't want to fill our time with things that aren't something we want to spend our times on so it's not a bad thing but it's definitely an aspect that we have to try and eliminate in our lives a little bit in certain areas because instant gratification is not always going to benefit us sometimes that delayed gratification honestly usually that delayed gratification is the better gratification we yeah. it always feels better because you worked hard for it you took the time you practiced and fell and got back up a million times and it ends up so much more worth it than any instant gratification that you can get yeah. so self-discipline 100 percent use that instead of motivation most of the time um self-discipline is also something that can kind of come and go but that's that's the whole point of the thing of the word self-discipline is where you some days have to force yourself and i've talked about it in another episode where there's times where you need self-discipline and times where you genuinely need to rest or take a step back from yeah. something but that's where that intuition comes in and 98 percent of the time it's just you need to push that self-discipline into overdrive <laughs> yeah stomp on the gas stomp on the gas and go i want you going 100 miles per hour on that self-discipline because we we won't get places we won't get places without it and that's there's truly no other way around that and i i think it's really important what you mentioned about taking breaks and 
kind of like taking a step back. And I actually think that that's also discipline because there's people mm -hmm. out there, I've been guilty of this, that you are complete workaholics and that you're mm -hmm. just focusing on your work and you don't really give yourself rest. You're lacking discipline in your own personal life, mm -hmm. you know, and in your own personal self-care. So definitely taking a step back, taking a rest and, You, you really can't perform at your 100% if you're not charging yourself. And rest days are so important so you can actually, you actually have the energy, both physical and mental, to complete everything that you want to complete, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I'm sorry, guys. I keep saying I 100% agree because <laughs> I I am such a such a specific um, my friends always joke that I'm always like absolutely not or absolutely because I'm like no it has to be like right there it can't it's a yes or a no specifically no maybes no gray areas but that's just that's that's me letting you guys know I I for real agree but I it 100% is like not just lacking self-discipline and self-care and everything because I feel once there's always that phase of getting into self-discipline where we overwork ourselves and have yeah. burnout it mm -hmm. is definitely a part it, it's just a part of the process and you will have times where you will be like fuck I am overworking myself I I keep pushing myself and then we'll feel bad for not taking that time to rest It's just a part of the process and it's okay, but make sure you allow yourself that time to rest and are able to eventually get yourself out of that yeah. that part of the process to be able to move on and get to a good balance because our bodies need rest. Like you said, we need to recharge. We need to be able to have those rest days, have those, even if it's a few hours each day take some time to like have a little entertainment have a little self-care or just time without any like outside noise yeah. because I know I'm guilty of having a podcast in my ear at all times or music or a show I don't like silence really like I'll be working my nine to five and there's always something playing in the background yeah. and it's it's beneficial to be able to silent your silence your mind sometimes because yeah we need it especially for overthinkers if you're an overthinker <laughs> mm -hmm. i am we need it sometimes make sure to turn <laughs> your mind off <laughs> i agree 100 look see now i got you saying it look <laughs> don't continue to say i know i know look I, they're gonna start saying it too i'm gonna make everybody say it <laughs> okay all right so our last question is a juicy one for anyone who is a college student living abroad and actually one of my favorite content creators um she lived abroad i don't think she studied abroad she did teach abroad actually samantha daly if you guys know who i'm talking about but she lived abroad and it is a huge life change it can be a huge part of everyone's journey if you live abroad for any reason and it's nice to experience the culture so what's it like living life as a student abroad for you so i don't know if i mentioned this on the intro but i'm actually a mexican 
I was born and raised in Mexico and I moved to Vancouver a little bit over four years ago. And um, I was, I guess, blessed or lucky enough that I have family here in Vancouver. I live with my brother and I have a cousin, even though I don't see him much, I have a cousin who's here. So I did have that advantage that I had family here. So I didn't come as like a complete stranger to a brand new country, completely mm-hmm. clueless. Um, I didn't really go through that that much, but I think living as an international student is hard or like just living abroad is hard i'm not even going to sugarcoat it i'm not going to you know if you're thinking about moving abroad or studying abroad this is not me trying to scare you at all but it is the truth at the end of the day it can be really hard mentally and emotionally um i think that the simple fact of pursuing higher education, it's already so hard on so much people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it, it's such a toll, such a toll on so many people and adding on to that, that it's in a different country away from your family and it's a complete different culture and it's in a different language. Like I've been speaking English my whole life, but still it's very different like speaking it in class a few times and watching a Netflix show in English than to actually changing my life to me speaking English 80% of the time in my day. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's very hard, but I do think it's worth it. If you have the opportunity, especially if you're like me, that you come from a third world country <laughs> and you, you go like I hate saying like that but it is like that you know and you go to like a first world country not everyone has these opportunities and you're out there not only representing yourself but you truly are representing your entire culture and oh like like I feel like whenever I you know I I really thrive for academic validation if I'm being honest I really thrive off of that (laughs) and I really always try to be on top of my game when it comes to school but I, I don't do it just for myself, but I I also feel like I do it because it's like, yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm Mexican by the way. So like representing it, you know, mm-hmm. representing um, my country because I feel like there's a lot of bad stereotypes about many Latin American countries or just uh, countries outside of Canada and the States. So kind of like clearing those stereotypes and being like, we're really smart and we're really hardworking, you know, and the, we're really passionate about what we do. Um, has been really important for me being an international student. Um, it's it's hard that many times they won't understand your culture where you're living. I'm really grateful that I go to, like I mentioned, I go to a really small school and cultural diversity, even though there's not much, it's important for the school. Um, so professors are really respectful of traditions and really respectful of everyone's culture. But it's, uh, I don't know how to say, it's motivating knowing that I'm here doing as much as I can, even though I'm at a disadvantage. I think we were talking about this right before recording Mm -hmm. the podcast, that being a minority can Mm -hmm. be really hard. And that um, knowing that whether 
we want or not, whether society is like moving forward or improving and like there's acceptance everywhere, it really isn't, mm -hmm. you know? And knowing that whether the society that you are, it wants to admit it or not, being an immigrant woman puts me in a lot of disadvantage, you know? I, I don't know if I want to say I'm lucky, but I guess I have the benefit that I'm very white passing. Many people, when they meet me, they don't, like, they don't think, oh, she's Mexican right away. So that puts me in a certain benefit, I guess, when it comes to wanting to succeed in, in like, in a westernized country. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's always the accent. There's always forgetting a certain word. Like, I was so scared I was going to forget English. Well, <laughs> Being here because sometimes when I'm like really nervous, <laughs> I truly forget like word structure. I truly forget um, certain words, so I was a little scared, but it's fine. Um, so, like I say, I really don't want to scare anyone who wants to live abroad or who wants to have this experience. This has honestly changed my life, and it's something that I do recommend everyone to try at least once: studying or working or just doing like a summer camp, anything that you can abroad really helps you opening your mind and really helps you understanding. I, I think I've become more understanding, patient, and uh, like open-hearted and minded, I think, since I moved here because I interact with so many different cultures, with so many different nationalities. You know, I have a lot of Asian, Southeast Asian, um, Middle Eastern friends, and you get to see what's on the other side of the coin, if that makes sense. And that really makes you a more compassionate person too, I think. I think those are like things that are not usually mentioned when someone talks about living abroad. You, you get to understand, getting to understand different cultures and different perspectives and different points of view in life truly opens your heart and your eyes in a different way. And that is something that school and TV and social media will never be able to teach you. It's so valuable. Um, and again, it's it's going to be hard. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's been really hard. Uh, I've been through a lot. Like I was in, in a small college before entering university. I have two diplomas in business. And then I did a co-op. And then I finally started university at the ripe age of 20 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on my second year now for business and uh, doing a concentration in accounting. Um, so like I say, it's, it's been definitely a wild ride. It's been a really hard experience and I know it's gonna keep being hard and I know that I'm always gonna have to do my 110% so that I'm able to keep up with people who were born and raised here and people who have like, you know, when you move to a new country, you don't know anyone. So you don't really have the connections. You don't really know how things go from from the get-go. Um, and it can be very intimidating, but it's also very motivating, knowing that even with all the disadvantages that I may have, I'm still thriving. I'm still, you know, I'm still being recognized. Uh, I'm... I'm I was not given these opportunities, but I'm taking them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm and and I and I really want to motivate everyone else to do so if you get the chance to live abroad. 
do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. But it's going to transform you in a way that you can't even imagine. Like, I moved here 2018. And 2018, uh, me, like 18-year-old me, would not even recognize the person that I am today. I'm not even going to lie. I was a bitch back then. <laughs> and I was so lazy. And I didn't, like, you know, I was planning on going to med school. And that was my entire personality. And I didn't really see anything past that, you know, like graduating high school, going to med school and blah, blah, blah. I didn't really care about the people around me. I didn't really care how I got there. I just wanted to get there. And now I'm more like, I know I'm going to get to my goal and I'm working hard for my goal, but I'm also enjoying the the ride, you know, mm-hmm. and I've definitely become a much nicer person. Like I say, <laughs> me, me, 22 year old me and 18 year old me would definitely not be friends. <laughs> um, but like I say, if you get the chance, do it. It's always good to do scary stuff. And think of fear kind of like, and not only for living abroad, but in general, think of fear kind of like the world or the universe or God, Allah, whatever you believe in. It's their way of testing you to see if you're ready for what's on the other side. Um, so I think living as an international student, it's like I mentioned already a thousand times, it's not easy, but it's very rewarding. You definitely need to put on extra work than others do. You're going to realize that maybe you're much more prepared and you might be even much more intelligent or, um, you have much more tools than many of the people here. And Something that me and my best friend talk a lot about a lot, she's also Mexican. People don't know how smart I am in Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like my brain just works differently when I'm speaking in Spanish and whenever I'm talking to people who like when I don't I, I think in English when I speak English, but at the end of the day it's like you know, you know, when your your computer has like a little one second lag and you're like <laughs> you see the video and then the audio comes after. That's how my brain goes on in English. Um I'm so smart in Spanish and many people will never know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as you know it, and I feel like as long as you stay through, true to yourself while still trying to fit in the new society that you're in, you're, you're going to rock it and you're going to be able to, to succeed, you know, cause you, cause you know, you're, you're going the extra mile and you're putting the extra work, uh, not only cause you truly, you have to, but, because you decided to be here and you decided to to take this opportunity that not everyone has because you wanted to better yourself um and so you can be that light of representation for whoever you you never know who's looking up to you so Mm -hmm. you know do it (laughs) i feel like i cannot i really can't express it i don't know how to express it anymore um but just do it. I think mm-hmm. you you will never regret it. I promise you. And if there's any Spanish speakers uh, listening to this podcast, los quiero mucho y los apoyo. Y, y no importa qué tan difícil sea, tienen que chingarle y lo van a lograr. I guess. <laughs> just a little bit of representation. All right. I love that. And honestly, I don't want anyone, like she said, to be discouraged by any of this. 
anything worth doing is going to be hard. Um, but let's be honest, I I don't remember if I've said it in an episode because I was either going to or I already have, but being miserable and in a situation you hate is just as hard as doing what you want and going after what you want. So you might as well go after what you want or make that leap, make that change, do what scares you because you're either going to be miserable and it's going to be hard being in a situation you hate and don't want to be in and you hate every day you wake up or you're going to be stressed and it's going to be hard building the life you love and want and working towards something that'll really fulfill you. So don't ever let that discourage you because we all already know life is hard in general. So (laughs) it doesn't matter what you do. Life's going to be hard. There's going to be areas where it's hard. It's not always going to be hard, but there's going to be a lot of times where we just are stressed and going through hard times. And it's just a part of the human experience. Um, And you get value from it regardless. So don't let that worry you. Um, And I know, well, I know most Hispanic and Latino cultures are very proud of their race, (laughs) their culture. Um, My boyfriend is Mexican. I've told her before. And the Mexican pride is crazy. It is like my favorite thing to see, though. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, The World Cup, he got me into the football games and I was it took me maybe four games before I was like excited and then at the world cup like the final world cup we they scored and we jumped up and I was like (laughs) it took him a second he was shook because I was excited and that (laughs) that pride from Hispanic and Latino cultures is just it's it's inspirational it's the best thing to see and experience um because you guys are just so proud like you guys are just so proud to be you and it's a beautiful thing um and i love that you guys are getting more representation as well in social media just the world like bad bunny performing at the grammys and yes there's so many things and it does suck because i know not all of it is for representation and equality some of it is just we all know the business and entertainment um industry they just want their money so they're gonna go after whatever is like a quote-unquote trend at the time yeah but it's representation nonetheless so it's it still reaches people that it will change their minds and maybe perspectives they have um but it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing to experience new cultures um get outside of the bubble you're used to and grew up in and it's just you see some beautiful things um and living abroad of course is not for everyone but like she said if you can if you're if it's something you can get to experience a hundred percent do it and if that's not something that fits into your life then just try traveling abroad for a vacation um we went to Puerto Rico and I've been dying to go back ever since. It was beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And just that new experience, seeing that different way of life is great. And definitely America is so fast paced 
and a lot of other countries like i i'm sure all of you have heard the island time type of thing like they always say island time like they're just on island time where they're chill Mm -hmm. they're like frolicking about in the wind you know living life (laughs) yeah um that definitely was something i experienced in puerto rico and i was like i want this i want this (laughs) because america just it's all go 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 get it done yeah someone off in traffic oh my god you're in my way i'm gonna honk at you like it's a mess and i know a lot of european countries too are so chill like you sit and you go to lunch and you sit and talk for hours and hours you don't really you're not really on your phone you're just enjoying each other you finished your croissant three hours ago but you're still sitting there and you're now on your third cup of coffee mm-hmm. yeah no same with mexican culture we have yes. our, our panecito dulce and like yeah it's uh-huh yeah <laughs> it's definitely it, it's an experience everyone should get to experience that um i always say this but especially if you live in america if you guys haven't noticed America is not my fondest part of life. <laughs> it's there's a lot going on if you live here, you know. Um but yeah, in the touching on the you had said um we all know there's disadvantages and minority communities that's like she said we were talking about that before and it can be hard. Um and you had mentioned like kind of you feel you're white passing so it's a bit easier for you until like maybe you start talking or you tell someone and i know that is that is also something i talk about to my boyfriend i'm like sometimes he'll he'll be like oh yeah he's mexican she's mexican i'm like i thought she was white like i i couldn't i didn't know and you a lot of you guys in the mexican culture are super light and it it can be surprising my boyfriend's very light he's very light as well so yeah <laughs> I just think that people don't know. It's it's you cannot you can't really say what a Mexican looks like because we mm-hmm. are such a diverse yeah culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna see um like like myself. Um, I'm pale, man. I cannot even tan. I burn. Okay, <laughs> like I don't even tan. I'm pale. But then, um, like my cousins, they have more of like an olive eat uh, kind of like skin tone. Mm-hmm. So they bronze beautifully, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, I guess it's sad that people have this just one image of what they think Mexicans right. look like, which honestly also, but at the same time, I love, like if you saw the new Black Panther movie, mm-hmm. uh, Huerta, which is uh, the guy who plays the villain. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it, but like I know about the movie. He is very quote-unquote Mexican looking because uh-huh. he has more indigenous features right so mm-hmm. we do love that kind of representation uh-huh. right but at the same time people need to stop stereotyping the way right. cultures look because mm-hmm. you cannot really determine where someone's from just by the way just by the way they right look, yeah there's know? a huge range in a lot of cultures um yeah and it's just very y'all have redheads <laughs> y'all have, we have redheads we and, do have yes it is you would never think and it's just there's such like you said a diversity and yeah. i mean it makes it fun though it makes it fun it's nice to have no one needs to look the same um okay. and it can make it harder i know um every culture honestly has it like colorism and stuff i know 
in Hispanic, well, I don't know if it's Hispanic Latino. I know Mexican uh, Nosabo kids. They make fun of oh, Nosabo yeah. kids if they don't speak um, Spanish, it, yeah. if they're not really like it's very Mexican. Full, right. You know? And it's it's a huge thing in many cultures and like yeah. black cultures. Because if you guys don't know, I am mixed. I'm black and white. Um, colorism. I have, I also have an advantage of being lighter skinned. So yeah people are more likely to accept me than someone who has darker skin, who actually looks quote unquote black. So I know it's a problem in so many races, so many cultures where you might have an extra privilege. You're still at a disadvantage in certain Mm -hmm. ways because you are a minority, but there is that extra privilege sometimes um, based on our skin color. And it's the unfortunate aspect that we're used to. Because it's been like that for Lord knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it unfortunately internalizes in within our own communities because it came from the external white community um, yes. super early on. Obviously, we're not talking about anyone now, really. Of course, racism still exists, but um, it, it stemmed from way early on, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it's just an unfortunate narrative that has to get removed and it it ha- it has to happen slower rather than faster yeah. unfortunately but in time we'll have less of it yeah but yes everything in life not everything a lot of things in life are going to be hard yeah. um, so if you live abroad if you were thinking about being a student abroad don't be scared um and also, if you are in a minority community, we feel you. We are here with you. Mm-hmm. We have experienced some of the same things you have. And it can be hard to navigate. But in the end, be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you come from. And just take everything as you can in life and just be your best self. Be your best self regardless of what it gets you. Because even if it falls short and you don't receive something because of your race, your culture, or how you represent yourself, then oh well, they're fucking lost and you mm-hmm. will move on and find another opportunity. Like Erin said, she is creating these opportunities for her- herself. She is just taking them. You have to just go and take them. Like, nope, sorry, yeah. this one's mine. This one's <laughs> mine. And I'm gonna take it. Thank you. <laughs> take that you're coming home with me genuinely (laughs) and it's just you'll get there you'll get there eventually and it does suck that this is something we have to experience but it's not the end of the world i always say and it sound it sounds dumb but at the same time it's funny i always say it's not the end of the world unless it's literally the end of the world and that but got me true. through. Yeah, I got me. It got me through a lot because I'm like, look up in the sky. The world's not ending. Okay, I'm good. I'm good then. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Move on. You felt your emotions. Move on. So, it's just one of those things where we have to feel those emotions and yeah. let it go because it's just it's it's slowly getting better. But <laughs> and we do I what we can. Adding into the topic of being a minority and that you mentioned like oh if you like if someone doesn't want to give you an opportunity by the way that you look or mm-hmm. like if this comes for any kind of minority you know think of that 
as a blessing. You know, rejection is protection. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be working or just existing in an environment who just values you for the way that you look. Yes. You know, and you you truly don't know what kind of uh, like bullet you say. I, I forgot the, the way you say, but like you dodged, you dodged the bullet. Oh, yeah. You never yeah, know what kind of bullet. bullet you dodged by losing that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So always be proud of who you are, of what you look like. It doesn't matter if other people don't like it and don't accept it. That's kind of what like your grain of stand in this world we are meant to look different mm-hmm. and just as many people are not going to like you by the way that you look there's so many people who are going to be inspired by you and you're going to be even if you're the first representation of people who look like you there's going to be people out there who are going to look up to you and be like oh wait she, she looks like like me so that means i can do it too mm-hmm Yes, I love it. We dived into a lot of good stuff for you guys. And I wanted to bring Erin on not only for motivation and inspiration, but also just because she is a good representation for um, college students, anyone looking to go to college. I went for a little bit. I did not finish. Um, So I am not the best person to speak on it. So I was like, Erin is the best person. She's going. She's still in there. She's doing the thing. So she knows. And also having um, her being an international student, I wanted that representation and another minority that the Hispanic Latino community, we got to have some representation for that because I can only talk about it so much. Like I've been, I've been around the Hispanic Latino community for years, but it's not talking about it from my perspective isn't the same as someone who is genuinely a Hispanic or a Latino because you're you're just I'm just simply not living that life so like I I can't speak about everything I can tell y'all what things from my experience but I can't I can't tell y'all what goes on with their culture and their race and um how they grew up because it is different for all of us of course um but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. First ever guest. So, Thank you so much for having me. I know. That's exciting. First ever guest on the podcast. And um, no one can ever claim that title now on here. So <laughs> it's Aaron's title forever. You guys can't take it. <laughs> we love being first representation. Right. right. <laughs> um, so where can the people find you if they want to? connect with you or see what you're up to or hear more about you you guys should tell her when she has time she should start a podcast because she was spitting all the facts giving us all the gems and we love it thank you um i um i am only honestly only active on instagram i've been working on a youtube channel it's not completed yet but um as for my Instagram, it's erin.yvr, so that's E-R-I-N dot Y-V-R. And I post more stories than actual posts, but that's only because I feel like that opens up a space for communication. It's more like an open-ended communication. Um, so always feel free to message me. I'm always answering my DMs. 
uh, feel free to ask me anything about anything really i love sharing I, i'm not a gatekeeper i really I, i really should start gatekeeping a lot of stuff but i'm not a gatekeeper <laughs> so honestly I, i have a tiktok but i'm not active so instagram e-r-i-n that's why we are and i will put that in the show notes for you guys um i'll link it so you guys can just click it easily and definitely i hope you have vlogs on the youtube channel because i'll be over there watching them during work I love a good <laughs> blog. I just get so intrigued. I'm like, especially when they're, they're like productive. I'm like, now I'm inspired. Like I'm yes. inspired. Now I need to go to grocery store. Like I'm going. <laughs> yeah, It's the best. So, and especially if you guys haven't like experienced um, Canadian life, I know I have not. So mm. if she is able to have it while she's still in Canada, then that would be fun to see because- It's different. It's it, it it's different, and I'm excited to see it because America's <laughs> chaos. So, no, no. <laughs> But this will be up when you guys are listening to this. It is Wednesday, so um, we'll go back to a regular episode after this. I'm so sorry you won't have Aaron next episode. Let us know if you want us to do another episode at some point, though. Um, we can figure out when yeah. to get that scheduled and when we have time. But other than that, I will catch you guys in next week's episode. Bye.